Get ready, player one. It's time to get retro and explore the world of arcade bars with my good friend, the creator of the new movie on Amazon and on other streaming networks called Token Taverns. Welcome to the DMC Marketing Nugget. Get ready to hear from industry titans, unveiling their most coveted marketing nuggets. Discover how they nail whales as they generously share confidential insights on their business marketing operations. And now, introducing the host of BMC Marketing Nugget, Devin Hurst. We got a fun one today, guys. I got my buddy here, the producer, director of a brand new movie, Token Taverns, out now. You got to check it out. Welcome, Bob Rose. Great to have you here, Bob. Thanks for having me, Devin. It's great to be here, man. Hey, man. You know, we kick it old school, and today we're going to bring back... We're going to bring back to the old school of retro and arcade bars. Um, you got an awesome new movie, docu-series, documentary out there. Tell me about Token Taverns and what you got going on, man. Okay, so Token Taverns is my third documentary film. Uh, but what this one is about is about the kind of growth and explosion, if you will, of, of arcade bars. So what this movie really gets into is um kind of what are are what are arcade bars kind of why they have been exploding everywhere and just kind of like what the whole phenomenon is about and we do it through the lens of the arcade bar owner i followed three to four arcade bars over two years so it's very much their story but we're kind of speaking on this um kind of community and uh, this uh, kind of explosion of arcade bars that have brought the arcade machine back to the spotlight and kind of let everybody know that, you know, arcades are back. Well, I'm, I'm an 80s boy, so uh, definitely love the movie. And just curious, um, you know, what, what inspired you to make this film? Okay, well, I mean, I have been working in the industry for quite some time. I travel a lot for work. And I saw that these arcade bars were kind of popping up all over the country. If it, and I've been noticing this for a good like four to five years. And it's yeah. only gotten bigger. So there was that side of it. But then there was also the side that, you know, this is my third film. My first one, Functional Fitness, was a sports documentary. So I got yeah. that out of the way. My second one, Instaband, was a music documentary. So oh, I got my cool. music documentary. And I've always wanted to do something with video games. And separately, I wanted to do kind of a craft beer documentary. So this movie, Token Taverns, kind of checked both of those boxes yeah. at the same time. And it's also the first time that myself and my wife are a part of the community. So this is pretty much where our hang is. I mean, you're in my arcade office right now. I've got pinball to my left. I've got Pac-Man to my right. And so this is our world. So I, I felt like um, it was time to shine a light on it and show the, the rest of the world what this is all about. Hell yeah, man. I mean, following your passion, doing what you love, and then being able to do the video side of it with something of the subject matter that you love is awesome. Uh, for our audience out there, you may not have heard of Token Taverns yet. Let's go ahead and run that little clip for you to give you some insight to what Token Taverns is all about. The bar arcade has always kind of been a thing. There are a huge number of arcade bars popping up all over the country. 
It's this new meeting ground for people. They're doing gangbuster business. We've been busy. We've been trying to keep beer stock. It's nuts. Being able to experience this piece of our childhood, the whole nostalgia aspects of it, they just go so well together. Come on in, play the games, and have a beer, have whiskey, my preference whiskey. But uh... <laughs> when I walked into my first arcade bar, I was just like almost in tears. I'm like, oh my God, someone gets me. You get to do something that you love and share it with a community that's incredibly supportive. 90s hip hop, beers and video games. You're doing good work. You can't have a business like this and not be passionate about it. Play the game with the owner of this place and he can destroy me. I might leave that in the Yelp review. Hi, Stormy. Hi. Only in 2020, Stormy Daniels is coming in a reboot. Donald Trump's favorite character in Mario Kart was Toad. I'm triggered. I'm leaving. I was like, oh my god, this guy's got wrestling too in this place. If you want to play, like maybe we'll wager like tonight's tab on it. Sweating. <laughs> The connection that goes beyond the physical game. If it wasn't for this place, I wouldn't be who I am today. I never thought it would become a spot where people love it as much as they do. We're just a friendly neighborhood arcade bar. Token Taverns! Boom shakalaka! Love it. Boom shakalaka, baby. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm amazed because we do plenty of video. We do video editing, video shoots, but making a documentary... Tell us a little bit about that journey from the, the start to the finish and how long it took. Um, I know you had COVID involved too. So give us that rundown and what does it take to build something like this? Well, I will tell you this and I'm not, it takes a lot of time. You know, myself, I um, kind of can internalize production, meaning that I shoot, I edit, I produce, I have all the equipment I need. So really it becomes a time factor um, but, you know, we've been working, we worked on this film for a good three years and, and, you know, that wasn't nonstop by any means, but we shot for a good year, well, almost two years, year and a half to two years, not consistently, but we did film through that period of time to really show these stories. You know, a lot of times you got to let things unfold. You got to wait for things to happen. Um, and then the editing process, that's a whole monster in, in itself. But we did hit a couple snags. Uh, we were probably a month or so into filming. We had kind of established our, our top um, arcade bars that are in the movie. But we had full intentions to travel around the country and show other arcade bars. And, and then 2020 March happened and COVID hit and we were stranded at home. And honestly, I didn't know if we were going to even continue the film. I didn't like everybody. There was so much uncertainty. I didn't know what we were going to do. But I'm also not used to not working. So this movie kind of became the thing that kept me going when my day job wasn't existing at all. So that became part of the story. It became this thing where do we stop and just not do anything or do we buckle down kind of double down on these three arcade bars here in Tampa Bay that we've been spending some time with and really flesh out their story and just follow them through this whole COVID process, not knowing what was going to happen because none of us did. Uh, but we did that. And it obviously became part of the story. COVID became the antagonist, if you will. Um, and then, you know, there was even a, a good six months where I completely stopped filming, where I kind of had told the COVID story and I was just waiting for things to become more normal. And there's a time jump in the movie because of that. So, because I wanted it to not be about COVID, but COVID is a part of it. So 
we start the movie before COVID happens, COVID happens. And then the back end or the last third of the movie is kind of like all these arcade bars after COVID and really showing mm -hmm. how now because of that, these arcade bars are bigger than they were before because everybody's ready to be outside. Everybody wants to play shoulder to shoulder on Street Fighter, not through a headset. So it's it was a long <laughs> process, man. I'm not even going to lie. It was it was very involved, um, but it was totally yeah. worth it. The patience really paid off. Yeah, and I think the the movie shows too, not only from people that love the arcade games, but even from a business owner watching that and what people went through during that time, the resilience of them, uh, some of the people that shifted to doing delivery of video games, right? I mean, that, that was incredible. And that's what I always said. I mean, I was so tired of hearing restaurants, oh, we're dying, we're doing this. Hey, you can do something different. You can change gears and that's something that we always preach with marketing. So it was cool to see that side of it too, from the business owner going through that hell of a time and coming out the other side of it. I know a couple of people had some issues closed down then reopened. Um, so I, I think just seeing that was really unique. So I thought it brought some good stuff to the actual story and uh, made for a good documentary. Now, obviously making the movies one thing, getting it out there to the world, getting it on places like Amazon, Tell us, like, how do you get this stuff distributed worldwide and what challenges do you, you know, sometimes face going along the way? Well, I mean, it's a, a constantly changing marketplace and film is no different than social media. What worked two years ago doesn't work now. This is my third film in 10 years. I started filming my first documentary in 2013. Now we're in 2023. And my process has been the same, not has been different every single time. And this one is vastly different than what I did on my first film. Um, but I will tell you this, for, for, for up and coming filmmakers, people interested, you can do a lot yourself, but you really, if you want to get it out there, it really does help to have a distributor. And, and there's a lot of them out there and they're not all the best. Um, so we love our home with Indie Rights. They're, they're more of a boutique company, which I'm a boutique filmmaker. It's me and my wife doing it. Um, and they really kind of uh, leave a lot to the filmmaker. So I have a lot more control over my film now. Um, th there's a lot better percentage. I'm making money a lot quicker, but they get nice. it on Amazon. They get it on, it's on Google play. It's on YouTube movies. We even did a, like a, a, a special release just for the community where it was on Vimeo on demand, just to get it out a few weeks prior to, um, to Amazon. So those community members could be the first one to, uh, to see it. And I just gave her a call and asked her, she's like, sure, we can do that right now. You know, you don't get that in a lot of the bigger um, distribution companies. So I will tell you, it, it definitely is a lot of hustle. I mean, the marketing is all on me. So yes, I'm on these platforms, but I have to drive the traffic. Um, if there's sure. going to be an ad, I'm running the ad. I'm figuring out the, uh, the analytics and all that stuff. And you know, this is not what I normally do. So everything <laughs> is, a, is a learning process. Um, but it, as a filmmaker, you really have to try to internalize as much as you can. And I'm sure a lot of you people watching can relate, especially as a young business or small business um, owner, that you do internalize a lot of these things. Everybody's becoming editors. Everybody's posting their own stuff. And um, to do it with a film, you have to be very aggressive with it and you have to constantly be pushing it on all the platforms in a completely different way. So it's just an ongoing learning process, but it's what I signed up for. 
I'm happy to be here. And uh, we're just getting started. I mean, my distributor is taking the movie to the American film market here in a couple of weeks, where hopefully we'll start getting some uh, worldwide distribution. We've had a lot of interest and a lot of people hit me in the DM saying uh, from countries all around the world saying, I've heard about this. How can I see it? I can't watch it yet on Amazon because it's just in the U.S. So, uh, yeah, so it's just an ongoing, constant learning process. And, uh, you know, I don't see that changing. So if you're if you're a filmmaker and you're like, oh, I just want to make my film and have somebody else do it um then okay but just don't expect to make much money because that's just not the way it works uh not if you're an independent filmmaker it's just not the way it works you have to hustle yeah yeah i, I would say there, there's not many easy buttons out there when it comes to business it's about hustle working hard having the right connections the right partners and um you know with some of the success that you're having what's the the ultimate goal that you got here for this film well, I mean, ultimately, I just want the most people to see the movie as possible. I definitely focused uh, heavy, especially in the beginning, on the arcade community, on the retro community, which is a, a kind of like a sub-community of retro gaming. But there's a lot of people who are in the 80s and 90s who aren't hardcore gamers or anything like that. Um, but they, they like this movie, too, because this movie is very nostalgic. It's very retro. Um, but yeah. the goal initially and where we're at right now, we're, we're in the window of that it's available on Amazon Prime and it's available. We call this the transactional window. So you can rent okay. it. You can buy it. It's not on a, uh, just a straight streaming service yet. I mean, and it's not on ad supported, which it eventually will go there to where you're watching it on Tubi um, or, or maybe even Amazon Prime with ads or or even freebie all those types of things those things are really big for for independent filmmakers because there's so many people that i mean okay when's the last time you guys all rented a movie online when's the last time you went out and bought a movie it's not the norm even more so that it's not the norm to buy to buy uh uh cds i mean maybe vinyl but, you know, everybody's waiting for Spotify. And my last movie was all about how they make 0.001 cent per stream. Well, I'm kind of living in that world, too. So what I have to okay. do is be super creative. And I have to create my own kind of windows and my own kind of excitement. We did a summer movie tour this summer in like five cities with paid ticketed um, in theaters and outside and all kinds of stuff. And, and I made a few thousand dollars off of that. And yeah, I'm like, that's not, that's not like going to break the bank or anything, but I've never right. had anybody buy a ticket and pay to see my movie before if it wasn't in a film festival and it's going to, to that film festival, not to the filmmaker. So sure, that was sure. awesome. And it helped us, it, it financed us to keep traveling and keep doing this. But you, I mean, merch, I mean, it's all about mm -hmm. the hats and the shirts and, and I mean, one thing about this film that is unique, uh, and I say that people don't buy movies, well, the good thing is this is going to a gamer crowd who are very much yeah. about physical media. So this True. is fresh off the press. I have the prototype right here for the Blu-ray that is uh, going to be available soon. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I had to get this produced myself and, and give it to the distributor. Uh, and then if anybody's interested, hit us up in the DM and we'll get you on the list. But here's something really cool, guys, because this is an, a, a retro type movie. 
I actually, for the first time in 20 years, have made a VHS copy uh, and it's of my film <laughs> and it's super, super duper like 80s inspired legit. It's probably not going to be focused, but um, uh, I'm, it's got the FPI warning. Um, I've got to please be kind. Don't be rewind. kind. Rewind. No shit. Hell oh, yeah. Nice. And I'm going to sell these things for 20 to $25 a pop. And people want to pay that because uh, uh, because it's the, the cool thing you can set up on your wall. Um, and and yeah. you can't do that for a lot of films. But my film just no. happens to fall into a spot where uh, physical media is something. And even going to conventions and expos. I just was at an anime uh, convention last weekend uh, telling people about the movie. I did a screening, selling merch. And this weekend, I'm going to be at uh, Pinball Fest in Chicago, screening, selling merch, spreading awareness. And I'm doing another one next month in Lakeland. So that sort of thing, because I picked a niche that has a convention type audience, it's huge. It's it's opened up a whole different avenue that I could never do on any other film that I've ever had before because of the community. It uh, definitely helps when you got a targeted audience to go after. I mean, that's something that we preach here. And um, I think uh, you know, doing all this is amazing to see. And then the fact that you're doing some of the grassroots stuff and you mentioned how marketing is so crucial in what you're doing. Um, tell us a little bit more about the social side of things and, and how you're getting exposure to the movie out there on, on TikTok and Facebook and Instagram. Uh, I mean, how do you how do you get it out there, man? Well, I mean, so first off, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, uh, TikTok, all these are all in play um, at all times. Um, I will say, and I don't know what people's take on this, but as a as, as someone who's marketing my movie, I would say like my take on things is Instagram has been the least helpful. Um, just for growth. I think it's just because the algorithm and, you know, I, I'm not, I'm no algorithm whiz and I, and there's a lot of videos on there about that, but we've, we've experienced a lot of growth on, um, Facebook on Facebook and which is crazy because five years ago, nobody cared about Facebook, but there's this new thing going on with the Facebook reels. And we got an extreme amount of growth. I mean, we grew it from a couple of grand to like 13 grand in a couple of months. And we did that through a series of viral, uh, unknowingly viral clips that I posted that didn't have anything to do with the movie, but they were about retro gaming. I mean, old commercials from the 80s about Sega and some of these things that fit into my demographic but aren't about the movie. But the people who uh, watch this are my demographic for for my movie. So that's been helpful. We've really put... We've really pushed the TikTok thing quite a bit. Um, I just got it to where we, we can we're doing lives and stuff, and 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 soon going to be doing a TikTok a shop where you can buy copies of the VHS or whatever just straight from us while we're playing a game or whatever. So these kind of like out of the box techniques have been extremely helpful yeah. to get us out from beyond this kind of Tampa Bay, like we're heavy in Tampa Bay. Like everybody knows about it. Sure. Sure. But to get us beyond that. um, And so now the hard part is penetrating just people who love documentaries, um, people who love movies that, that because this movie is made in a way that if you just love good documentaries, uh, if you love a good story, 
if you're a business owner, like you said before, I think these people are really going to gravitate to this movie. Yeah. Um, so it's it's how do you get it out to these people, right? Um, so it's just a constant uh, uh, hustle. And and coming on these podcasts like this, I mean, right. um, and talking about the movie as much as possible, uh, and keep it keep it relevant. Keep keep the conversation going. And and now I'm kind of treating myself almost like a news um, source for 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 retro gaming. Like this weekend okay. when I'm at the pin- pinball, I'm going to talk about my movie, but I'm going to show all kinds of clips from new pinball machines coming out and uh, and stuff that's not so salesy. And I will say this, if guys, right. if you aren't doing this, don't try to sell people on every post. Uh, <laughs> show, them, show them some stuff that doesn't have to do about your business, but it, it ties in. And, and that's been extremely helpful because yeah. people see through that, you know. Uh, absolutely. I was going to say, you mentioned the fact that you started gaining followers with stuff that was not pushing the movie. And that's something for ourselves, for our clients. You don't always have to put the product first, put things out there in front of people. Obviously with us, we're showing off design and some of the creative. So yeah, you got to have that portfolio content, but we're finding that a lot of our fun miscellaneous ads that don't even show a product, don't really mention the name of the product, but they're showing the results. They're showing what it could do for you as the viewer. And those are skyrocketing and getting more you know, likes and follows. So I think that's crucial information there. And then the grassroots, the guerrilla marketing. I think so many people this day and age are expecting, I'm going to just post on social. I'm going to get followers. I'm going to get sales. Guys, it, it doesn't freaking happen. I mean, it's one in a million for something to really take off like that. So we can build you all the nice posts, build you all the nice websites, have a great movie. But if you're not out there hustling, if you're not shaking hands, meeting people that are in your target audience, referral networks, you're losing out. I mean, I, I see it all the time. They just People just get stuck in their ways and you need to get out there. People are actually buying into you. So I think just as long, you know, people love the movie, but since you're out at these events, they're like, this Bob guy, man, he's pretty cool. He knows his shit. He knows all about this. He's really passionate about the movie. I'm going to go ahead and spend 20 bucks and buy that VHS tape, you know? So I think all right. of that really plays in the marketing aspect of what you're doing. So kudos to you. Keep the content rolling. Stay consistent with that. And, uh, you know, let's see how far we can get this thing to travel. So we're here to help and spread the word. And everyone out there that's watching, go out there, buy the damn movie, watch it, rent it, whatever you can do to get it. Um, you also mentioned that there's kind of a culture and a subculture and community, not only with craft beer, but the arcade. Um, were there any specific like heartwarming stories or moments that you discovered while you were filming Token Taverns? Oh, man, there's a lot. I mean, look, the okay. thing I didn't expect going into this is how much the community was going to be a part of it. The movie really centers on the arcade community. And my wife and I went into this just because we liked going to these places. It wasn't, and we love drinking crap beer. We weren't even in that community. So we were filming the community and becoming part of it at the same time. So there's, and you will see this in the movie. There's a lot of heartwarming stories. There's some tear jerking moments that I won't get into. Um, and that when those things happened, first off, I looked at my wife and I said, okay, we really have a film here. Um, we've got something with some emotional weight and impact that I did not expect. You know, there's a lot of video game documentaries out there. I feel some of them are a little dense 
And and when I say that, I mean that they're just speaking over everybody's head and talking to the people who are really in it. And it's not as much an emotional story. It's just talking right. games and facts. And and this is a this is a heartwarming story about people who also yeah. enjoy these games and enjoy the beer and being around each other. This is very much uh, I call it cheers for nerds where everybody knows your game. And I mean, I saw people get married in arcade bars. Um, uh, some of my best friends in this world now, I met through this movie. Um, I'm very good friends with all the arcade bar owners. Um, we hang out mm -hmm. um, quite often. And yeah, I mean, I will say if, if it didn't do it to anybody else or what, whatever, for myself and my wife, this movie really changed our life. Um, yeah. it'll never be the same. And I know some of these people I'll always be friends with, but I ne I've been in a lot of communities and this is one of the most welcoming, um, communities I've ever been a part of, um, from, from the standpoint of people in there, but even YouTubers yeah. and people who I've talked to and done interviews with, um, everybody's just been great in this community. And this is definitely a place that we're trying to hang out with for a while. Um, on future projects and just as we push uh, Token Taverns out, you know, this is a, with an independent film, it's not like Hollywood where, oh, you're on for two weeks and you're either successful or you're not. And then your run right, happens right. really quick. We really, this is a long ride for us. Uh, and so far it's been great. Yeah. And, and we really are yeah. blessed and happy to be here. This The story is evergreen, right? And um, I, I think you made a good point there too, is that people buy into the realness of content. So the fact that you're showing real stories, real issues that people are encountering, um, you know, relationships, people that are walking into the bars that if they walked into maybe a bar in pretentious, you know, Soho district of Tampa, but then they're walking to one of these arcade bars, they just get treated like people, you know, they can act themselves. They don't have to put on a front. And uh, I just love seeing that too, because it felt like people can just go to these bars, have a lot of fun, you know, have a couple drinks, hang out with people, play games and just uh, in enjoy. And I think uh, the fun in life and the fun in the world, it, it sometimes uh, gets forgotten. And I think that's why we're all here. We're supposed to have fun. We're supposed to be happy, block out all the bullshit that goes on in the world as much as we can and, and enjoy stuff like this. So I think that was eye opening for me as well, watching the movie. Um, you know, we've been in the business, the marketing video side for, she's way too many years. I think what well, we were doing stuff 25 years ago, uh, down in Ybor yeah. city. And, you know, we always took some young guns, some younger people than us. Um, and we took them under our wing to just show them how the business works, whether it be the nightclub marketing, the grassroots guerrilla marketing of flyering, the creative marketing of, of how we make people stand out and differentiate themselves. Um, what advice out there you know would you give to young filmmakers and people that may be trying to get into some of this world of the documentaries and again we know it's not easy but is there any specific advice that you would like to lend those people yeah i mean the first thing i would say to any upcoming filmmaker some somebody in college or maybe a high school student who just kind of wants to do this there's no barrier th these days this is the greatest right. time in the world to to make a film um because you don't have that barrier that ha that was there for myself when i was first coming out and because everything was filmed then now everything is video and everything looks great i mean you can make yeah. a film on your phone so 
get out of your own way and just start doing stuff. Learn by doing. And that's how I make films. I don't know exactly what I'm doing in the beginning. I come up with an idea and, and I, I just start shooting and I start doing interviews. And then the project kind of presents itself. So that's what I would say is just do it. You don't have to go to film school. If you do, that's great. But also learn off of YouTube, read books. But all the stuff is there, man. It's all there in your little YouTube browser. You can find out anything yeah. you want to find out. Um, but you're going to find out the most by learning, by doing it. And don't start too big to start out with. I've seen this with people. And this always has been the case for some people when they're first starting out. Like, I want to make a film and they haven't done anything. And then they just start out and they're going to make this big film and they make it too complicated and they don't finish. Make some shorts, right. make some music videos yeah. uh, and build your way up there. I mean, uh, it, people on TikTok didn't start out with these massive long lives and all this stuff. You start out with simple stuff. And, and if you don't have anybody else that wants to do it with you, you can still figure out a way. Um, and that's what I did is find a way that I didn't need actors. I didn't need uh, a whole crew of people because I decided to make real stories and try to make those real stories, these real documentary stories, as close to a narrative film as I can. And, and that's mm -hmm. always been my goal. And that's my niche yeah. now. I fell into that. That's where I fell. And this is where I'm sticking. So when you see these things that present yourself and you have an opportunity, take advantage of those um, because they don't yeah, always the, come to everybody. It's it's yeah. great, man. And uh, I'm very proud and excited of what you've accomplished and uh, to see the growth uh, that we've had through the years. I mean, it seems like yesterday we were having fun down there in Ybor City and around Tampa, but uh yeah, making it past 11, 12 o'clock these days is a little bit rough, <laughs> so a little different. <laughs> um, now, uh, I mean, also the fact you had your wife working on this, you even had your son working on this. So, you know, congratulations to them, too, on the success of this. And, uh, you know, hopefully people out there that are watching this will spread the word and, and uh, watch the movie. Remind us again how people can find the movie right now. I know that may advance as time goes on. Sure. So the main way you can watch the film is on Amazon Prime. Just search Amazon. Um, uh, just search Tokyo Tavers in Amazon. It'll pop right up. It's available for rent and purchase. We're also uh, available for rent and purchase on Google Play. We're available on YouTube Movies as well. And, uh, and the physical release is right around the corner. So if you are interested in a Blu-ray or VHS or anything, just, just hit up Token Tavers on the DM and I can get you on uh, an email list to make sure you like guys are the, like the first to get it. Um, and that's kind of it, man. I mean, this thing will be, you know, down the line, it will be available on a lot more formats. And, and like I said, ad supported formats. So then there's not even the, the, the money barrier if you don't mind watching some ads. Um, so yeah, I mean, sure. it's, it's out there. All you have to do is, uh, type cool. it in your little thing and follow us too, because, uh, we're yeah. on all platforms. We have a lot of fun on TikTok, and, uh, and, and I mean, we're just a, a fun channel, um, that talks about a lot more than just our movie. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's yeah, kind of we'll, where I got We'll, we'll definitely, we love to hear I, I love it, man. We'll, we'll make sure we drop the links below, above, to the side, somewhere, wherever you're watching this. We'll make sure we have the links to, to not only uh, you know, get to see the movie, but uh, to follow Bob and what he's got going on with the movie as well. Um, what's, what's going on, man, as far as once this is kind of taken off, what's next uh, on your list of things to accomplish, buddy? Well, I mean, obviously I'm right in the middle of this promo tour, so I'll be on this for a bit, but... 
I mean, I work in uh, documentary TV. I work in docu-series and reality television. So I'm definitely hitting up my contacts to discuss the idea of a Token Tavern's uh, television series. So that is definitely okay. something I'm going to pursue um, to see what I can make happen with that. Uh, we do like this space. So if I'm making another documentary film, uh, I might stay in this space. I'm eyeballing p- potentially a, a pinball documentary. Um, but other okay. than that, I mean, I also, you know, I've got a new sh- series that I'm working on with TLC starting uh, uh, on Monday. So, uh, okay. so yeah, I'm always staying busy. Cool. All right, cool. And nothing. Uh, I saw you had your guest star um, Stormy Daniels on the the movie there. Um, so that was uh, quite interesting to see. I'm sure that was wild for you. Well, you know, Stormy's an old friend, and and she was cool and did a a nice little funny cameo in the movie and it's in the trailer um but yeah she 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 gave us a fun little moment there in the movie uh in a moment where we really needed a lot of levity especially in the middle of covid so yeah and that speaks to things too guys like if you have um people who are friends that uh can be involved in your stuff that that helps it out i mean she's obviously got a big audience and why not you know it kind of fell (laughs) in my lap it fell in my lap but why not right let's uh Let's get Stormy Daniels in there. It's always fun to have one fun off the wall cameo. I mean, my first movie, yeah. I had uh, Jimmy Hart from wrestling in it, and it was a CrossFit yeah, documentary. Yeah. Why not, right? <laughs> Change it up, man. Disrupt the audience. That's what we're all about. And then I just got a, a shout out to my buddy Von Garden, who is also on the film, too. It was great to see him. So, um, and all to the, to the bar owners out there that, you know, fought through COVID kudos to you guys as well. And, uh, overall just a a great, uh, film fun to watch and, uh, you get to see what's going on in the world and the, some of the things that are trending and, you know, support your local bars and, and, um, different restaurants out there, but we all need your help. So go out there, spend money in your local community, go out there, have some fun, meet a lot of people at these bars. Um, Bob, is there anything else that you want to leave the audience with any way to contact you or anything like that? If anyone's interested in working with you. Sure. I mean, on Twitter, I'm Bob Rose TV. I think I'm Bob Rose TV on Facebook as well. Um, and I will say this too, real quick on what you were just saying. And we felt this a lot with the movie. If you do watch this movie, it does make you want to go check out one of these places. And they are, if you're in a decent city, they're around. You just have to, to, to look them up. And, and these places are super family friendly during the day. Um, I take my kid there. He's growing up there, you know, um, uh, you know, till nine o'clock. It's very family friendly. So it's a nice alternative okay. to the super commercialism of a Dave and Buster's main event. Right. Uh, and, and you're usually supporting a good local business. But yeah, I mean, if anybody wants to get in touch with me, yeah, you can contact me on social media, but I will tell you anytime anybody contacts any of the Token Tavern social media, you are talking to me. So it's very easy to get me there as okay. well. Good deal, man. Well, thanks for a great uh, marketing nugget episode here. I think we left the audience with a handful of nuggets here and uh, we plan to bring a lot more. I know we've been a little bit uh, slower on our releases of our shows We've had our new website launch for Printavision, got a lot of client projects going on. So sometimes life and business gets in the way, uh, but we're going to definitely get back on board with keeping this show consistent. We're getting a lot of great uh, feedback and appreciate all of you that are out there watching this. 
I'd love to hear your comments. Leave your thoughts and comments below and just check us out on all your favorite podcast streaming platforms or visit us on the dmcmarketingnugget.com to watch all of our past episodes. We really appreciate it, Bob. Thanks for joining me, buddy. Thanks for being here, man. Peace out. All right. Here's to your success. Thank you.